Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's DCNEWS35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Welcome one and all to episode 111 of the DC Comics News Podcast. We talk everything DC, movie, TV, streaming, comics, and any other DC news that comes our way. I'm your host, Brad Blickey, and with me today is the man, the myth, the legend, Steve J. Ray. How you doing, Steve? I'm great, thank you, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. The weather's beautiful here, so I am enjoying it. So. Well, I've started my day in a DC way because um, Wonder Woman 84 came out on Blu-ray this week, so we got the movie, and today oh, nice. we yeah. watched it and some of the special features, and there's a ton of them, about 90 minutes worth of special features on the yeah. Blu-ray. And we also made a recipe out of the Wonder Woman cookbook to eat as our oh, evening nice. meal, so it was a DC day. <laughs> nice. Sounds great. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump into uh, the movie news. Uh of course, a lot of uh, uh, kind of what broke the internet this week was the release of the Suicide Squad trailer and the poster. Uh, so, what was your what was your take on this? The poster I loved. I think the trailer I'm going to have to review again because I don't know if I was expecting something different. The tone seemed a bit lighthearted and funny, and it looked all looked very polished and very Hollywood, which. Um, doesn't fit in with the Suicide Squad for me, but then other things like um, the fact that Rick Flagg's look was totally taken out of the old uh, John Ostrander original Suicide Squad comics, um, well not the originals, the ones I grew up with, so that that was nice, and the banter between Bloodsport and Peacemaker was great. But um, the thing that stole the show, and uh, spoilers for those who may not have seen the trailer was the Starro reveal and Starro that looked very cute and very Jaro like. So that made me happy. The poster itself. Oh, wow. So cowboy. So World War Two. So um, 80s era like the poster was fantastic. So I think I need to watch the trailer again, see if I can um, get to like it more. But hey, anything James Gunn, he hasn't let me down yet. I'm still going to go watch the film regardless. Uh, what did you make of it? Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I love the banter, uh, and I think uh, that uh, Pe- Peacemaker might steal the show with this one. Uh, this 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 may be the thing that takes John Cena even more over the top as a as a star and bankable like name when it comes to the box office. I think, uh, yeah, I mean his parts were uh, my favorite, and also you know you can't you know. Um, by by now, uh, Margot Robbie's take on Harley Quinn is very iconic, so it's always nice to see her, uh, you know, do her thing as um, as Harley Quinn. Uh, and I am so glad that it is Starro that I wasn't crazy when they had that rumor that you could see the. Oh stars no! You called the- it straight away. I you was, called it the I first glimpse really we got. Crazy. I was happy about that, and I think Starro is is a perfect villain for a for a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. So I think that that is uh, it's great, and you know it's still uh, I, I think I'm kind of getting a better sense of who makes it through the film the longest, <laughs> at least a little bit, uh, just because of who we did or didn't see, and um, I King Shark. 
uh, it was also revealed that uh, Sylvester Stallone is doing the voice. And uh, it's such a funny character that you can have such different people as uh, Ray Funches and Sylvester Stallone play King Shark. So it's just, I'm just going to go back to what I keep saying on this podcast. It's just an incredible time to be a DC fan where you can even have that much variety in in characters and how, how they're portrayed. So, uh, yeah, to me, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to seeing this and the poster. Yeah, it was great. Uh, like you said, like World War II, uh, Western type of, you know, like the pulp films. This would look like it would almost be something that would be hanging in Quentin Tarantino's home yeah. studio or something like that, which I, I, I really dug that very, very, very stylish and on point. So yeah, the, the trailer was really, really cool too. So yeah, I think, I think I'm on board. I'm looking forward to this. Good, great escape, magnificent seven vibe yeah, about the exactly. poster, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And next up, it looks like we are not quite done with uh, Snyder Cut news, as we got a surprise drop of a uh, Justice League is gray version, the black and white version of uh, of Justice League uh, the Snyder Cut. So, uh, what do you think of this? Are you going to watch it in black and white? I have to. I am a big fan of that. When they did Logan Noir with uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I I honestly think that version of the film is infinitely better than the colour version. Because people just think, well, hang on, isn't that a cheat? Isn't that just taking the colour away? It really isn't. If you know anything about colour grading, a black and white movie is actually a very tricky thing to get right because um, reds in particular look black if you just take the colour away. So you totally had to regrade the colour and make the colours that come out dark like reds pop a bit more and colours that are really light like the blues and yellows which come out almost white or very light grey play with those as well so the black and white version will be very different and I love the name justice is grey like saying um, there is no black and white no good and evil justice is grey it's just really clever and well I I've already mentioned on a couple of podcasts and on a Dark Knight News roundtable for Justice League by the, the proper Snyder version of Justice League that I've absolutely loved the film. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Justice is Great. You guys have got it on HBO Max already. I don't know if or when we'll be getting it over here. So let, let's see what happens. But, oh, yeah, definitely going to be watching that one. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, I think I will. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure that, yeah, I mean, it's not going to take too long before I think it's released uh in your neck of the woods so just uh hang tight a little bit i'm sure it'll be coming uh i i i'm really intrigued by this because he you know zack snyder said he kind of always intended it to be black and white so this is even in a way it's more true to his vision and he is so clever in his use of color and the way he uses effects anyway that, that I, it's just a he really is yeah and it's just a whole nother level and, and dynamic of um of the film and you know i i think it was an episode where it was um where me and seth were talking and how i think that this could you could have such a cool blu-ray box set of this film with these different versions and this would be a great version to include on that uh on that box set so yeah this is this i think is a very uh a very very cool thing that um i, th- I think a, a lot of fans are going to get a lot out of do you think they'll include the uh, theatrical cut if they do a book set? Uh, probably, I would say no, but I mean maybe. <laughs> but but I was you know I was thinking between you know between all the you know the little trailers and all the cool marketing things they did and the documentaries that could be made about it. I mean, oh, I just yeah. the, the, there's so much there that could be that, that could be done. Um, so yeah, I think that um, yeah, I think that that would be a cool, definitely a cool box set. So it's funny because my wife loved, again, the Snyder Cut, and I thought she'd hate it, particularly with the length, but she sat through it and she loved it. But um, we were skipping channels during the course of the day and the theatrical cut was on a, a UK network channel. And she pressed play because she thought it was the Snyder Cut. And she was thought, oh, well, hang on, what is this? I said, Jack, that's the original. She goes, oh, well, let's watch a bit. Let's watch a bit. Literally after one scene, and it's the scene I've mentioned with uh, Ben Affleck at the beginning trying to recruit Aquaman. She said, oh, uh, what? 
the half the lines oh the picture on the wall she oh no he doesn't know he's aquaman but he does know he's batman and hang on why does his beard look different hang on and now it's back to being the same beard and hang on and it once you've seen the proper version the cuts and the edits and the different styles and lengths of hair and different beards and everything just show up so badly that you literally didn't get three minutes into the new version yeah. before we had to turn yeah, it, the old version before a, had to turn it off yeah that's a, a bad sign for the theatrical cut that is for sure and a good sign for the snyder cut man it's uh yeah I, you know i just i i love how people are reacting to to it i mean that's when we you know we've been talking snyder cut for so long on this podcast not knowing what the reaction would be, but now that it's out there and people have reacted to it, it's so, uh, I, as a fan, I just love it when things get a good response. So it's just, it makes my heart happy that, that people are loving this so much. So yeah, more, more, uh, more Snyder cut. And moving on, uh, we, uh, we're hearing that Ron Livingston will uh, replace Billy Crudup in uh, the Flash movie. Uh, so what was your take on this? Um, I was disappointed at first when we first heard that uh, Billy Crudup would be moving on and not actually appearing and we'd just be getting Nora. But um, the story is about both parents, the loss of one and Barry trying to clear the name of the other. So not having Barry's father in a Flash movie just didn't sit well with me so even though i'd have preferred the original actor to to come back the fact we're still getting henry allen means that we're still going to be getting the full picture and that's the most important thing plus the fact it's a good actor playing the role too so yes i i'm quite happy about that what about you yeah i, I kind of agree i was i was bummed that um that he wasn't coming back but and you know i i definitely agree that uh that having uh barry allen's father in it is extremely important you know dealing with you know the origin of the character and everything so and you know i i do think that ron livingston is a good uh, is a good actor and can bring um something to that role so i think that um i'd rather have him in it as another actor than not have the character in it at all so i uh and i i do think i'll like ron livingston's uh uh performance so i think i think in the end it's it's going to be a good thing for the movie so uh yeah uh it's, it's just one that i'm also looking forward to especially considering things that the snyder cut set up and whether or not and we'll talk about this later whether or not Warner Brothers continues with the Snyderverse, they can use a Flash movie to tie into it in some ways. So um, I'm, I'm more and more excited for this as, as the days go on. And next is kind of an interesting story. Uh, Michael Keaton is still not clear on exactly how he's going to appear in the Flash or what's going on with that. So what was your, what was your take on this? I have to... Um, agree with everything he says it's still a very strange situation a very strange world we're living in he does have to take his health and the health of everyone else on the movie into account and to me by the sounds of him saying that means that it's going to be a small role it's going to be a bit part it might even be a cameo and whether he actually thinks it might be worth um, risking everything for that if it was a major role in the film then that wouldn't be a concern because he'd be on the set and everyone would be tested daily and that's the way things work in the movies uh, at the moment but it sounds to me like that just means it's not a massive role um, which could be a big disappointment particularly to all the people who are so excited about him returning but hey I, I have to agree with the guy there are much more important things than a small part in a film no matter how cool that part might be so uh, mr keaton i hope you do appear but um i do completely see where you're coming from i mean what did you make of it Brad? yeah this is a high mind situation i kind of you know agree that's the first thing is both you know you, you do have to take in to account the safety of you know everybody working on the film that does definitely take priority and i felt the same way that maybe that means it's going to be a small role and really i i expected it to kind of be a small role 
you know, but one that that is important. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that's more than just like an after credit scene or something like that. I hope. But, you know, I hope that we get more of it. But I do kind of expect it to be a small role. And I and I don't think it'll be cut. I think that I think that he will definitely appear in the movie in some way. So and that's just another reason why I am kind of excited because I want to see how they're going to uh, bring in the idea of, you know, the multiverse in the film. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hope they can make it happen. And and I think they will. And uh, up next is this is this is kind of a cool story as well. So, uh, the uh, Zatanna film now has a writer in Emerald Fennel. So what was your take on uh, on this? Zatanna film. That that's all I have to say. Zatanna film. Finally, it's more than just a rumor. We've got a writer attached and a good writer and someone who's more than just a writer, someone who's well versed in filmmaking. So wow. Actress, writer, director, um, female with a huge talent, making a movie about quite possibly one of my all-time favourite female characters in comics. I adore Zatanna. As soon as I saw this news, I had to send it to Kendra. And I do believe I could hear her squee from (laughs) America to the UK because Zatanna's her ultimate favourite character. Dude. This just makes me really, really happy. I am now counting the days. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, uh, her star, uh, Emerald Farrell, her star, Fennel, her star is just completely on the rise. Promising Young Woman was uh, an incredible film. And what she could do with a Zatanna film, just, oh, man, oh, she's going to knock it out of the park. Um, I would, if, if I was a betting man, I would uh, I would bet on this being an incredible superhero film and i'm with you she's one of my one of my favorite characters and so deserving of more exposure i love the idea of her getting uh getting a film and the fact that it is going to be written by emerald fennel i mean that is just an absolute win-win i uh i cannot wait i i I hope this this keeps going in this direction and you know doesn't get uh you know stuck in development hell and get you know different writers and you know directors and things like that attached i hope that this this vision gets seen through uh because i'm i I totally want to see what she would do with this character for sure and we also heard that the static shock movie uh has a writer in randy mckinnon who was the writer for the disney plus movie safety Uh, what do you think of this I love Static. Great character. And we've been talking for many weeks about the return of the Milestone universe. And he's one of the guys that's going to be coming back with it. But again, to have a known, trusted, uh, tested writer in the reins handling this film, it just inspires confidence, doesn't it? Um, We need a good, strong teenage superhero movie. I mean, yeah, we've got Spidey, but um, we need to see something slightly different. And we've had three Spider-Mans in um, six or seven movies. Let's see if we can get a young, talented actor in the role who can give us three, four, five, six movies with the same cast. And then we're talking about something really really special particularly in the hands of a talented writer once again um you say it all the time my friend great time to be a dc fan great time to be a milestone fan with the universe returning and some of its characters too and on the big screen yeah i'm in what about you oh yeah this is this is exciting i I, this is another one of those movies that i want to see uh see it remain on track and not get stuck in development hell i think that the time has come for a static shock movie and i i haven't seen safety uh but i have heard really good things and i'm going to tell you that this makes me you know want to put that closer to the top of my list now that i know that he's attached to static shock i think that now is milestone's time and it definitely deserves a uh a feature film and i think it, it will be very well received i think fans will you know you know if 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 it's a good movie, of course, you know, it, it'll, it'll be really well received and uh, a very important film, too, uh, with representation. And every, I just think that this is this is another one of those win win situations. So 
uh, yeah, is a great time to be a DC fan. And back to a little bit of Justice League news in a way, uh, we hear that Bat Affleck's The Batman would have featured uh, Batgirl. So what was your take on this? Oh, exciting, but sad, because just remember that they were one tied universe. And back then there was a Batgirl movie also in the cards with the now, oof, um, what's the word I can use? Possibly disgraced Joss Whedon at the helm. But to see Barbara and Bruce side by side in live action, oh man, that just makes me so sad that we're not going to see it. Um, Manginello is championing for, well, so are many actors who appeared in Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League for that Snyderverse to be restored. There's a petition with thousands and thousands of signatures on it. I mean, <sighs> hey. Who knows? We never thought we'd see the Snyder Cut, and lo and behold, it got a worldwide premiere um, at the same time everywhere. And even us um, non-HBO people in the UK managed to see it too. So never say never with the response to the Snyder Cut, where I've seen people who don't even like Zack Snyder or his film style much saying that the uh, version we finally got is infinitely superior to the original then hey maybe there's a chance i don't know but whatever the case i mean you tell me brad you're a comics fan just like i am batgirl and batman together oh wow yeah yeah i would have i would have loved it and i i would i would uh love to have seen Ben Affleck's directing a Batman movie too because he like movies he directs I've I've really really he's loved. a great uh, director he really yeah. is he doesn't get enough credit the town um, Argo loved Argo Argo was great um, oh what was the other one um, oh, shoot but um, yeah I mean he 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 does those dark movies too like, I think he would make he would make a great director for a Batman movie at some point so it, it's it's a shame that we won't get to see that, but, and this is something else say in a later story that we talk about, never, never say never, you know, um, and whether that is bad Affleck returning in some way, or we do get a Batgirl film, all that I think can still possibly be on the table. So yeah, we'll see Just you know, just, just keep your fingers crossed and, and let's see what happens. Cause I don't know if the final word has been said on, on what's going to happen with DC films. So, uh, we'll see. And uh, next bit of news, Helen Mirren has joined the cast of the Shazam sequel. Uh, what was your take on this? Helen Mirren. <laughs> wow. Come on. That is acting royalty. I mean, quite literally, she played the queen. Uh, and brilliantly, if I may say so. I am so happy about this. Um, I don't recognize the character. I think it's going to be... a. a different take on various different dc characters um but like i say a name like that just adds more credibility and more power behind the film because people who think oh hang on helen mirren's putting a name to this maybe this isn't just throwaway popcorn movie after all maybe we should give it a try i mean listen i'll be watching shazam 2 no matter who's in it but um, to attach this incredible actor to this movie, again, it's just a very, very exciting piece of news. What did you make of it? Oh, yeah, very, very exciting. I mean, you can't, like you said, royalty. You can't get much bigger than Helen Mirren when it comes to star power and kind of the uh, credibility she brings to projects. And I think with that kind of credibility, I, I think she can bring that kind of uh, gravitas to the character. Uh, and it looks like she's playing a character that, that isn't too, like that really isn't represented in the comics. Uh, Hespero, which is the daughter of Atlas. So there's a lot they can do with that because the A in Shazam is Atlas. So that, from story-wise, that's that's intriguing to me as well. But man, what a talent! So, yeah, uh, like you, I will be definitely seeing the Shazam sequel. 
And in other casting news, uh, looks like we've got our Dr. Fate in Pierce Brosnan. Uh, what was your take on this? Oh, wow. I mean, oh, wow. You and I are two of the biggest Justice Society fans I know. And we already knew for a fact we were getting the Justice Society, but we didn't know exactly which members. The cast is almost now complete, right? I mean, with the addition of Dr. Fate. And again, what a great actor. I mean, this guy's been Bond. So is he going to introduce himself as Nelson? Kent Nelson? I mean, who knows? Anything is possible. <laughs> but what we don't know, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Is he going to be playing Ken Nelson or is he just going to be giving us the voice of Naboo? We don't know. But um, to have Pierce Brosnan attached, again, it's a name that um, gets respect. It's a name that will draw attention to the film. Um, Like I said, Helen Mirren, great British actress. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, great British actor. Adding their talents to two fantastic films. Oh, man. Uh, Black Adam and Shazam. Magic words now are Helen Mirren and Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> what did you make of it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, the, I I can't wait till we see some footage from Black Adam because just the people attached and the enthusiasm behind this are just really, really great. And I I always felt that Doctor Fate is a character that should be bigger than he is uh absolutely i've always you know he was dc's dr strange and i have always kind of liked him better than dr strange not to get flicky fashions but i always loved the costume and the look i always loved the uh the helmet so oh yes yeah i i i'm all about bringing dr fate into this and uh pierce brosnan yeah he's 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 a big name so hopefully that also may translate into a bigger role for the character which i would i would like and um he as well brings that certain gravitas to the character i think that's important so yeah i'm I'm, i think this is an interesting casting choice and uh i'm looking forward to it like i said i can't wait to see uh to see some footage and we also got a look at a new uh quick clip from the Justice Society World War II animated movie. Uh, what do you think of this clip? Oh, loved it. Anything that shows Wonder Woman being her warrior self, her kick-ass, unbeatable warrior self, and then throw in Barry Allen for good measure, um, a couple of comedic lines, great action, superb animation. I mean, is it me or does this look a lot more polished than some of the animated films i've been seeing recently uh stellar voice cast dude um i am so excited for this film again more just society tick flash tick brilliant wonder woman tick action adventure thrill spills world war ii nothing else could get me more hyped about this film apart from maybe the fact that dc saying that they need a, a british talent to voice one line from a bit part um character and, and they cast me in it that's the only thing that can get me more excited about this movie right now what, what about you brad yeah i think this is the most i've excited i've been for a dc animated movie in a while uh i i just think this looks like really fun and i like the idea of the earpieces you know having to tap the message in Morse code i thought was a was a great touch uh yeah i mean this this looks like so much fun and and like you said seeing wonder woman as her warrior self is is always great to see and seeing her as that leader and storming that castle yeah and it's always good to see people fight nazis so yeah sign me up i'm definitely definitely looking forward to this punch a nazi yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) And our last uh, bit of movie news. Uh, uh, so Anne Sarnoff has uh, talked the future of DC films in an interview with uh, Variety. So uh, what, did, what did you think of this? Um, I really don't know because... It seems like she's being honest and genuine and generally pleased for Zack Snyder's vision finally coming to fruition and 
fans getting what they want, but then shooting them all down again, saying, but that's it. That's all we're getting. Um, 18 months, two years ago, no one would have believed us if we'd have said that the Snyder Cut would be getting a worldwide release and that critics and fans alike would, on the whole, be loving it. So I don't know, Brad. I think that at least Sack went out on a high. There are a lot more vocal critics about Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. Most people are genuinely really on board with his cut of the Justice League. Um, but we said this last week. His characters and the other characters he introduced before anybody else. We're still getting Jason Momoa's Aquaman. We've still got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. We're still getting um, The Flash, Ezra Miller, in his own movie. I The one thing that's letting us down, particularly after the Snyder Cut and Ray Fisher's fantastic, fantastic enhanced, expanded portrayal of Cyborg, because he was the heart of the, of the new cut of the movie. Um, oh, I'm so gutted that his cyborg movie has been put on hold or cancelled, particularly with all the things that are going on uh, behind the scenes at Warner Brothers with his accusations against um, Joss Whedon. But hey, now loads of other people have come out to accuse him as well. So I'm sad if it never happens, but at least Zach got the film out that he actually finished making. I don't know, Brad. What, what do you think? I, I, I say never say never because... There is a huge movement now to restore the Snyderverse. And I understand that they have these films and productions, you know, and it's they have their own kind of, uh, you know, narrative arc that may contradict what we got in the Snyder Cut. But I, part of me thinks that Warner Brothers it would be really stupid to waste all this momentum now that there's so much interest to see this world continue now and and i'm not going to be spoilery but especially the last five minutes or so really really makes me want to see him continue on so never say never and also with the air cut definitely never say never for that because he even tech you know uh air himself even tweeted why when she said that there is no you know no plans to release the air cut and that seems like that seems like a stupid choice too, not to release that just because we have the new Suicide Squad movie coming out in August. Uh, why why not release the air cut to get buzz going about the Suicide Squad sequel? I mean, I just I, I just don't see why they wouldn't continue with something that is has become now so so loved so I, I you know you know never say never uh don't be surprised if in the next few weeks we're talking about the continuation of the snyderverse so you know just you know we'll see. and with that steve is there any last thoughts you uh want to share before we go to uh to an ad break um just to say that um it, it's great that so many projects are actually getting made now um black adam's finally gone into production um casting's being finalized on flash um casting's been mentioned for the um the uh, shazam 2 with helen mirren it's great things are moving forward there's momentum building um the world's getting moving again and dc fans are in for a big treat that that's all i wanted to add mm-hmm. all right and with that we will be right back as we hear from our sponsors and pay a few bills so stick around and we'll talk to you soon hey there dc fans this is josh rayner editor-in-chief of dc comics news here to give you a special deal from insight editions insight editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35. That's D C N E W S. 
3-5. DC News 35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton. And I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat me, nuts. I definitely do not f*** bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC Universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. (laughs) 
the off the cuff. Let's go off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna That's be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're Back gonna Scooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, but whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. Available exclusively on YouTube. And welcome back uh, to episode 111 of the DC Comics News Podcast. Now we've talked movies, and now we're going to uh, move on and talk about some TV and uh, streaming news. And uh, first up, and Steve, I am really interested in uh, your your feelings on this. Uh, Batwoman has recast uh, uh, with Wallace Day and Ruby Rose has, uh, you know, also responded to that recasting. So, uh, Steve, what was your take on this? Um Hey, you know what a huge Kate Kane fan I am. And I have to say, though, that Javisha Leslie is doing an incredible job and her enthusiasm turned me around on my opinions about the show and even wanting to possibly watch it without Kate Kane. Oh, Steve of little faith, you should really stop and sometimes just allow the storytelling to happen. Of course, they weren't going to forget about Kate. They couldn't forget about Kate. They said that the season two is going to be revolving around the disappearance and the mystery of Kate Kane vanishing from sight. So a having Kate Kane come back be in the form of someone who does bear a passing resemblance to Ruby, but more than a passing resemblance to Kate, as we know her in the comics and a talented actor to boot. Plus add on top of that, some DC credentials, the fact that she's appeared in the Krypton show. Um, hey, how could I not be happy about this? The one true Batwoman is returning and the one new Batwoman who's proving to be very damn capable is going to be standing at her side. Awesome. Two Batwomen for the price of one. Two awesome ladies kicking butt and taking no names. I'm happy, Brad. What about you? You know, from a story perspective, I am caught up on Batwoman now and uh, I, I do say that, that you know from you know from the story where the story is leading they have to include Kay Kane so I think that this was an absolute necessary choice even though it's kind of bittersweet because Ruby Rose has has said that she would be willing to come back in some capacity but um, you know they, they maybe they needed a Kay Kane that was going to stick around more than Ruby Rose was able to so uh, maybe this is the, you know, the best case scenario, but I I'm glad that we are in a, at a time in the show where uh, Javika Lesse has really proven herself. Uh, she's been an amazing Batwoman. So now that she has kind of really filled those shoes, we can have Kate Kane come back and not, and not threaten the Batwoman that we, that we have. So that's good. So um, yeah, I, I, I think, my final verdict is out until we see how these next episodes play out. Uh, but I think it was necessary, like I said, for the story. So, and Ruby Rose did respond that she doesn't really have a problem with it. She sends good vibes. So, um, you know, I think that overall that whole situation, you know, it's good that it's still, you know, people are still, you know, not, not spreading hate on Twitter and whatnot. So I guess it's maybe it is, it's maybe the best case scenario of what could come out of it. And also on uh, some Batwoman news, uh, Peter Otterbridge will be playing uh, Black Mask for this uh, second half of the second season. So what was your take on this? Awesome. Again, a very underrated, very powerful, very, um charismatic villain 
making an appearance in a great TV show and a great actor to boot. I mean, this guy is a known quantity, multitude of movie and TV appearances over the years. And I think a great choice to play Roman Sionis, uh, a character who most recently was brought to life in a great way, brilliantly, hilariously by um, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Ewan McGregor in the Birds of Prey movie. So, yeah, bring on Black Mask. He's a character I've always liked and um, he's finally getting his time in the sun. What did you make of it? Yeah, I think this is definitely going to be uh, a different type of Black Mask. And uh, he, you're right, he, he is a... He, Peter Otteridge is a is a great actor, so he's, he, I think he'll be perfect for the role. And it's going to be kind of let's say a white knight of Gotham by day, and then you know the black mask at night. So that's an interesting uh, dichotomy. I think that there's a lot they can do, and there's a lot they can do with that character. Um, you know, I, I always thought he was an underused character, so you know it, it is good to see him getting his his time in the sun. So, yeah, I, I think that he's a good choice to, to bring in both as the actor to play him and the character uh, itself. And moving on to uh, Supergirl news, uh, it, it was revealed that uh, Chris Wood would not be returning as Monel for the final season. Uh, what was your take on this? That's bad news. Um, that's really sad because M- Monel and Chris's portrayal of the character was one of my favorite things of the early seasons that whole um, romance between Monel and Supergirl the whole legion of superheroes tie-in oh it's it's really quite sad I mean I don't see it being impossible for him to do a cameo or something before the season's out but the fact that they're saying it looks unlikely oh man that would have been a nice way to end six seasons by having all the main big stars come back again. But hey, um, I'm just sad about losing Supergirl to start with. But, but you never know. You never know. As you say, don't give up hope. Let's uh, let's all be a bit more Seth today and uh, mm-hmm. rip open our shirts and have our Superman S shields glowing with the power of positivity. What about you, Brad? What did you make of the story? Yeah, yeah, it is a bummer. Uh, you know, I, I agree that, that that there's a lot they could have done, like you were saying. And it, it, yeah, it, it is sad that Supergirl as a whole is ending. Uh, I, I really, really liked this version. The CW version of the character was a lot of fun. The show was a lot of fun, and it's just a shame. But, you know, yeah, don't give up hope. Uh, you know, there are maybe ways that they can bring these characters back you know, in other CW shows, especially Superman and Lois in some capacity. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we won't we won't give up hope uh, and uh, we'll at least enjoy the, you know, the last final season of Supergirl. So uh, fingers crossed. And we're going to move on next to some comic book news. Uh you know, now I know that you recently done a deep dive into Wonder Woman, so I'm interested on in your input on this. Uh, Penguin Random House and DC Comics have revealed the contents of the Wonder Woman 80 Years of the Amazon Warrior Deluxe hardcover. So what did you think of these stories that are included? Well, I love this story for a couple of reasons. Um, a, because this book is going to be one I must own, as you quite rightly say we've done a deep dive on Wonder Woman in a recent um, episode of another podcast I do on the Comics in Motion um, feed and you know how much I love this character and as does our fellow DC Comics News co-host Kelly Gaines so yeah really looking forward to this the second reason I'm excited is I mean have you seen the contents have you seen the books they're going to be reprinting and we're talking about the entire era this could be the most comprehensive 80 year anniversary book we've seen thus far because it goes right up to Wonder Woman 750 from last year so we've got the entire range a lot of the best of collections do stop five six up to ten years before the present with a lot of with a lot of the other characters so this one's very exciting about that and the final piece and and this just makes me um very humble um is the fact that i actually wrote this article and we're talking about it <laughs> on the show so lovely um yeah 
I need this book. I want this book. I must have this book. And when I do get it, um, Joshua said, yeah, that um, he's going to let me do the uh, the old review for DC Comics News as well. So I am salivating. I cannot wait. What about you, brother? Yeah, yeah. I I'm really, really love that they did include so much from so many, you know, so many different eras. And, you know, you were talking about the Superheroes for Dummies podcast and how you, um, you know, you, you guys do that reading list. You compile it for every episode. And it's a shame that this wasn't out, you know, because this would definitely, definitely be part of that kind of essential. I'm thinking Wonder of amending part list. two of the show to, to get this yeah, book included, yeah. but it's not out yeah. till August. Arrgh. Yeah. And there's so, you know, there are so much from so many different eras here and, and Wonder Woman has deserves that kind of, you know, the most comprehensive because she has had so many different uh, versions and, and when she had powers, when she didn't, when she was, you know, martial artist, you know, like there were so many different ways to interpret the character and she met so many different things during so many different eras that it is really important to capture all of that so yeah this is absolutely going to be a a must-have and a must-read uh you know for not only me but for you know any any comic book fans for sure i think this is definitely essential reading so i'm, I'm definitely looking forward forward to this. this is definitely worth the the cover price whatever that might be for sure and uh, we also learned in our last bit of news for this episode, uh, the new Static Shock series has been delayed. But some good news is that DC has confirmed that the new Milestone com- comics will get print editions. And that made me very happy. Uh, what was your take on this? Print editions. My lovely, lovely, beautiful print editions sorry there's nothing like holding a comic book in your hands so while i'm all for digital first the fact that we're going to get paper too hey come on that that's what being a comic book reader is all about it's what collecting comic books is all about you you can't collect something that you just open up on a screen you can't pick it off the shelf you can't look at it and um just this, that that new comic smell you can't talk about it with your friends in the comic book store so ah oh, fantastic brilliant 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 it's a milestone for milestone as far as i'm concerned what about you brad yeah i am so excited that they're getting print editions they deserve it they deserve to be seen on the shelf when you go into a comic shop and like you you know just like you said so brilliantly that with these digital editions, you can't go into the comic store and talk to, you know, it's, it's just not, and talk to, you know, the guys working behind the counter about it. It's just not the same. Uh, it is absolutely necessary. I think that people see these books in the stores and I, and, and I can't wait to read them uh, because, you know, like I've said many times that I, I wasn't collecting when they came out the first time. So being able to rediscover these characters in such an important, time in history i think it's great I, I they they deserve to be in a comic shop so i'm so happy that they're getting print editions absolutely and with that that wraps up our news for uh for this week uh, steve did you have any other uh thoughts concerns that you wanted to share before we sign off concerns none whatsoever it looks like things are very very bright indeed um so much good news coming out um i I did want to talk a bit a little bit about dr fate because with this news that pierce brosnan would be taking on the role for the film um we do have to say that with the talk of uh, anniversary editions with Wonder Woman and all the other characters, it's saying that Dr. Fate's got missed out because he also celebrated 80 years in comics last year. So that made me a little bit sad, but Hey, he's going to make a big screen appearance, which will more than make up for it a couple of years after his anniversary. So that's great, great news. Um, And of course we can't um, quit the episode without talking a little bit about Zack Snyder's justice league. I do believe. I mean, what, what did you make of that? I, you know, I loved it. And it's, I expected when I sat down to, to watch it, that I would do it in like three or four sittings throughout the day, but I didn't, I started it and I was, I was, you know, it Same. my attention. 
I did not feel the need to stop and come back to it. I, I just, I kept wanting to see what's next, what's next. And it didn't feel like a four hour movie. And it's just, and I think that, that Cyborg was so, so much better. Uh, what they did with that character so much better oh, in this cut, absolutely. so much better. And um, yeah, and wow, uh, I would or will sign that restore the Snyderverse cut because I want to see I want to see this vision continued in in some way. So yeah, uh, it, it was so so much better. And you know, and I, and I said this last week that this could be a whole new way of showing you know filmed entertainment a whole you know that that too long to be a movie not quite long enough to be a miniseries perfect for streaming when you're in your house like i want i want this to lead to other projects like this down the road and i i really hope that it that it does and i hope that we haven't heard the last of the snyderverse so you know, never say never. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the HBO Max platform is just perfect for this type of thing. Like you say, four hours to sit in a theater. Hmm. Maybe not particularly if you're an uh, <clears throat> older gentleman like myself, but um, to have it on TV where if someone does knock on the door or if you do want to grab a snack and I loved those chapter breaks where you could do that. But again, like you said, it did not feel like four hours. My wife, who, bless her, she's a wonderful woman, barely supports or understands my love of comics, comic book movies and everything else related. She sat and watched it and loved it. And she said, well, hang on, this makes so much more sense. Everything's explained so much better. When we watched the theatrical cut, which was supposed to be quicker, easier, more watchable, more accessible, she was asking me questions left, right and centre. Well, hang on, why did they do that? Who's this? Where, where are they coming from? Okay, um, so yeah, he's a cyborg, but what happened to him? Why did he look like that? Nothing was explained in the theatrical mm. cut. The four-hour version was necessary because it had to introduce... I mean, yes, we'd seen Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman, but Aquaman and Flash and Cyborgs, it was their first appearance. We needed more backstory. So, yeah, you're so right. And Cyborg's story was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank we. Uh, I'm so thankful that we did get the Snyder Cut. It's just astounding to me to think that we almost didn't get it. You know, and here we are. And... Uh, the world's a better place for it. Like we oh, it. Okay. So, I couldn't agree more. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So with that, we will wrap up this episode. Uh, you can uh, find DC Comics News on all your podcast catchers, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen, you can find us. Uh, and, and Steve, where can people find you? Uh, you can catch me most weeks on this wonderful show with Brad, with Kelly, with Kendra, with Seth, talking the DC news of the week. You can catch me on the show I Am The Night with my son Adam as we discuss episodes of Batman, the animated series, and on occasion on the Harley Quinn cast Mad Love 2. You can also listen to my show Superheroes for Dummies on the Comics in Motion podcast feed as well if you're so inclined to learn more about the characters you think you might know but maybe you don't to read my written work just type steve j ray or fantastic universes into your search engine of choice to read my news reviews and interviews across three wonderful websites including dc comics news our sister site dark knight news and my very own fantastic universes site but do please chat to me ask me questions have a laugh with me talk about your favorite comic books or comic book movies on twitter at l steve el underscore st E-E-V-O. My friend, my brother, Brad the Man Felicky, where can the multiverse find you? Oh, you can find me writing news reviews for DC Comics News, and you can find me on the 
Harley Quinn Mad Love podcast uh, every week. And well, not every week. We need to get on that. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at uh, FlickyB1. And uh, like uh, like Steve mentioned, I am the Knight Spinnerack uh, Mad Love. Catch all of our other shows on the DC Comics News uh, podcast network. And we'd like to end every episode with a saying that is something that everybody should be doing, and that is to read more comics. Until next week. <laughs>